What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down wide receiver starts and sits for week four of fantasy football. This is where we break down every matchup, every game, every wide receiver cornerback matchup, all the game script-related stuff, spreads, over-unders, all that kind of stuff. Who we want to be starting, which is a top 24 option, who we want to be putting in our flex spots, 25 to 40 or so at wide receiver, and who we want to be sitting, which is guys outside the top 40 in our wide receiver ranking. So in this video, you're going to get everything that you guys need to make well-informed decisions for week four, start set decisions at the wide receiver position. Let's try and get this video to over 300 likes. If you guys enjoy at any point, we really appreciate you hitting the like button, subscribing to the channel if you're new around here and leave any comments down below as well. Try and get to as many start set questions as I can. And if you guys leave comments asking for start set advice, the least you could do is like and subscribe the video while you are down there. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so a little different uh, thing with the matchup chart this week. We have three weeks of data now, so I'm going exclusively off of numbers from this year. And take them with a grain of salt. It's only a three-week sample size, but CeeDee Lamb has the easiest matchup. DJ Moore with an easy matchup. Hopefully, he can get back on track. I'm on Ross St. Brown. The Bengals wide receivers. We have Drake London with an easy matchup. Darnell Mooney, etc. And then some of the more difficult matchups are the Jaguars wide receivers. We have uh, Juju and, and the Chiefs wide receivers. Rashad Bateman, uh, AJ Brown, all these guys down at the bottom. So some of the biggest shadow coverage matchups that we're going to see this week, Justin Jefferson versus Marshawn Lattimore, Brandon Cooks versus Asante Samuel. We have Amari uh, Cooper versus AJ Terrell, Terry McLaurin versus Trayvon Diggs, um, Tyreek and Waddle going to get shadowed, Chase and Higgins going to get shadowed, Metcalf and Lockett going to get shadowed, etc. You guys can see them all on the screen there. But let's move on to the first game of the week, which is Thursday Night Football. Dolphins at Bengals. Uh, I kind of wish they didn't put this one on Thursday night because usually Thursday night games are a little out of whack, but you guys can see the spreads, the over-unders, where the Sharps are betting on the screen right now. If you guys are listening on the podcast feed, I suggest you go over to YouTube so you can see all that information. Basically, what we're doing in this game is starting everybody because we know the top two receivers, Chase and Higgins and Hill and Waddle are studs. They're all in my top 12 this week. You can even low-end flex Tyler Boyd in this game, and I wouldn't blame you. Tua Tungavailoa is expected to play in this game, so no worries from the Dolphins wide receiver's perspective. They're going to have their quarterback by all indications. As I talked about in the trade targets videos on the Bengals side of things, buy them all, right? Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, all these guys have a little bit of suppressed value right now. I expect this game to be the first of many where the Bengals start to look like the Super Bowl runners up that they were last year. Both teams play shadow coverage, as I kind of talked about already as well. The better corners will be on Jamar Chase with Xavier Howard and Tyreek Hill with Jadobi Awuzie. So I expect probably the number twos in this game, T Higgins and Jalen Waddle to have the big performances, but either way, you're starting all of these guys. So moving on to the London game. So we have a London game this week. Make sure you guys set your lineups before you go to bed. If you're on the West coast, especially uh, 9 30 AM Eastern time Vikings at saints. Saints are two and a half point favorites. Uh, Technically, this is a home game for them. And isn't it fucking glorious when we have football from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. here on the East Coast? We do have some big injury implications here because Jameis Winston has not practiced either Wednesday or Thursday, nor has Michael Thomas the last two days. So in this game, you're going to be starting Justin Jefferson. You're going to be starting Michael Thomas if he plays. You're going to start uh, Chris Olave and Adam Thielen as flex options as well. In this game, Justin Jefferson... 
Justin Jefferson's a prime buy low right now. If anybody is even remotely concerned about Justin Jefferson, I think you might be able to get him for 95, 90 cents on the dollar. He's still going to cost you a pretty penny because he's Justin Jefferson, but I don't think he's going to be as bad as his recent performance would indicate. And the fact that he's playing Marshawn Lattimore this week, maybe steers somebody in the way of selling him low rather than holding on to him. Also make sure you guys are sending out offers for Chris Olave as well. I know he had a good week last week, but this dude could have an absolutely monster rookie rookie year. So I don't even mind buying high on Chris Olave. He's leading the team right now with a 26% target share, and I don't think he's going to slow down anytime soon. He's pretty much besting Michael Thomas in all of the major categories, third down targets, air yards, you know, overall target share, all the stuff that we want out of our wide receivers Chris Olave is doing. So definitely a guy that I think is an awesome buy candidate right now, even though he just had a big week. So uh, moving on to the 1 p.m. games, we have Commanders at Cowboys. In this game, you're going to be starting CeeDee Lamb. You're going to flex Curtis Samuel, and you're going to flex Terry McLaurin. I would probably sit Jahan Dotson right now. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's got a 26%, 34%, and 41% target share in each of his first three games. Now, hopefully, he doesn't drop all of these long touchdown passes like he did on Monday night, but uh, I hope you guys bought this guy in week one or after week one because there was a huge overreaction with the Dak Prescott injury because I think with CeeDee Lamb, you're getting a solid wide receiver two for the time being, and once Dak Prescott comes back, I think that unlocks that wide receiver one upside, especially once Michael Gallup is back on the field taking some attention and helping move the offense along for the Dallas Cowboys. This Washington wide receiver core is probably going to play out the same way every single week. I'm not even going to try and predict which guy goes off that week because I think two of them will probably have solid games. Maybe one of them has a monster game and then the other one will disappoint. I think that's just how this Washington wide receiver core is going to work out. As of right now, I think Curtis Samuel is the one that you have to be starting of these guys because he's getting the valuable targets. He's getting the manufactured touches, as you guys can see there. He only has 10% of the team's air yards, even though he's leading the team in target share because they're trying to manufacture touches for him. And also, they're using him on play-action plays very often too, out of the backfield on boots and sometimes deep down the field as well. And then Terry McLaurin, Unfortunately for him, he's going to always see the number one corner because he is the best receiver on the team. And this week, that means he's going to go up against Trayvon Diggs. So we could see a big game out of Curtis Samuel yet again. Also, potentially another big game out of Jahan Dotson, but we'll have to see. I'm still going to start Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin as flex options and probably sit Jahan Dotson outside of my top 40 wide receivers. Moving on to the Bears at Giants game, and I'll be really quick with this one because this is disgusting. You're going to sit everybody in this game. The, this game is gross. All the bets are on the under. The over-under is under 40 points. Darnell Mooney is the only one that you'd even maybe consider starting in this game now that Sterling Shepard is out, but I have Mooney outside of my top 45 wide receivers on the week. Richie James was probably a guy that some of you guys picked up on your waiver wire after this week, so he's like a sleeper play, I suppose, if you're completely desperate. We'll have to see if Kadarius Toney is able to get back on the field for the Giants, but even if he plays, I'm not putting him in my lineup because I think even if he plays, the Giants are still not going to play him uh, at a high snap share because they just you know don't like his work ethic or whatever the case is, so... Hopefully Kadarius Tony actually cares about football and can get back on the field. But for now, we can't put him in our lineups. Bills at Ravens. This one's much more fun than the last game. We got a 51 point over under in this game with Bills and Ravens, two of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, playing at MVP levels, probably the you know one and two favorites for the MVP along with Jalen Hurts. In this game, you're going to be starting Stephon Diggs. Obviously, you're going to be starting uh, Gabriel Davis, and you can flex Rashad Bateman. The Ravens have been quite exploitable through the air. So this one could be really, really good for Gabriel Davis and for Stephon Diggs. They could have massive games in this one, and Diggs has shown us already that he's capable of doing that. Rashad Bateman, on the other side of things, is probably going to be like a boomer bust wide receiver three rest of the season. You guys, we've kind of outlined his usage already, but you guys can see he's only running about 75% 
of the team's routes on the season right now. He's getting targeted when he's been running routes, 22% targets per route run, 20% target share total. But he's more so a like high A dot down the field type of guy, which is not really what I expected Rashad Bateman to be used like. He's kind of been, you know, just put into the Marquise Brown role of old where Lamar Jackson uses him on these downfield plays and not overall as a target hog. That role is currently occupied by Mark Andrews, but still, I think in this game script with the amount of points that are expected in this game, I really like Rashad Bateman as a wide receiver three play this week, and you guys can see all the matchups on the screen there. So uh, I'm expecting you know fireworks out of this one. Uh, Browns at Falcons. We have uh, the Falcons and Browns. Very simple in this game, right? They each have one number one wide receiver, and then their tight ends are you know involved as well. But Drake London and Amari Cooper, both guys are top twenty four wide receivers for me on the week. Both guys have a thirty percent target share on the season. And I still think for Amari Cooper, you should probably be selling him high if you can, because this is kind of what Amari Cooper does. We we've seen so many years of Amari Cooper being in the NFL now, seven, eight years, he'll have small peaks of elite production. Like he's kind of shown so far with the Browns and then he'll disappear for a couple of games. And you can likely get some great options like T Higgins or Mike Evans straight up for Amari Cooper right now, because he's commanding that many targets and he's been really good so far. So if you can make a move like that, definitely be shopping uh, Amari Cooper around. Also keep an eye on David Bell because his routes have climbed, um, you know, up to 56% this past week when he was, you know, 20, 30% in the first two games. Um, so definitely keep an eye on David Bell. If you're in a deeper league, maybe stash him at the end of your bench, but uh, definitely somebody to keep an eye on. So moving on to the Chargers at Texans in this game, you're going to be starting Mike Williams. You're going to be starting Keenan Allen if he plays and you're going to be flexing Brandon Cooks. The Chargers team is kind of falling apart right now, which is definitely not ideal for Keenan Allen and for Mike Williams because their Pro Bowl left tackle Rashawn Slater is going to be out for the season, which is a huge blow to their offensive line. We already have their quarterback playing through injury, who's probably going to take even more hits now without his left tackle. Corey Lindsley's back at practice, but he was dealing with an injury from last week's game. Keenan Allen is also practicing this week, so um, he was close to playing last week also, and I'm comfortable putting him in my lineup as long as he's out there as a top 30 option in that Curtis Samuel, Chris Olave range, but I'm not going to go crazy with Keenan Allen if I have a bunch of great options. Uh, but Mike Williams should be in for a top 15 type of week this week. Uh, Brandon Cooks, on the other side of things, is basically in the exact same situation that we have with DJ Moore, right? Davis Mills and the Texans offense isn't very good. Brandon Cooks has great market share numbers, but he just can't produce from a fantasy perspective. So this is probably like a high-end wide receiver three for the rest of the season just because his offense is so bad. He's getting wide receiver two usage but the offense is anemic and they can't move the ball consistently. So Brandon Cook's a guy that you can throw into your lineup each and every week, but um, maybe if he has a big week, I might consider shopping him because I think this Texans offense is going to be uh, a little bit inconsistent going forward. Uh, so moving on to the Jags and Eagles, this game a, a lot more fun than we probably would have expected going into the season. Both of these offenses are really entertaining right now. In this game, you're going to be starting AJ Brown. You're going to be starting Christian Kirk. I think you can flex Devontae Smith and I would probably sit Zay Jones in this game. The Philadelphia Eagles have been hella stingy against wide receivers this year, holding the likes of Justin Jefferson and Terry McLaurin to really weak stat lines because of Darius Slay and James Bradbury on the outside. The only guy that's been able to produce against the Philadelphia Eagles was Amon Ross St. Brown. So that's good news for Christian Kirk because he basically occupies the exact same role. So if anybody's scared of playing Christian Kirk this week against the Eagles, don't be. He's the slot receiver. He can definitely take advantage of Avante Maddox over there. Uh, the Jaguars on the other side of things have also been sneakily very good against the pass. They've been, you know, top 10 pretty much across the board against the pass this year. But this Eagles offense is on an absolute tear right now. The way Jalen Hurts is playing, the way A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are playing in Dallas Goddard. I really don't care who their opponent is. This game is going to be really fun. And I'm definitely excited to watch this one on Sunday. 
Moving on to the Jets at Steelers uh, in this game, start Deontay Johnson and then flex either of the Jets wide receivers. I probably wouldn't get too cute and play uh, George Pickens and Chase Claypool. Even though this is a good matchup, the Jets have been very bad against the pass. They are dead last in pass defense DVOA right now. I'm probably not going to mess around with those guys. We do expect Zach Wilson to be back this week, which is definitely going to be interesting to see how this dynamic plays out with the Jets offense because we know what Joe Flacco has been for them. He's been a guy that's been you know dropping back pretty much more than anybody else in the entire league right now. He's been targeting the running backs heavily. He's been targeting the tight ends heavily. And you know Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore haven't necessarily seen the type of target concentration that we expected out of those guys, specifically with Elijah Moore. And I think with Zach Wilson coming back on the field, I think we're going to see Elijah Moore get way more involved in this offense, who you can still buy for pennies right now. Definitely go out and send some offers for Elijah Moore. Use Allen Robinson. Use some of these guys that you know maybe are not as exciting to go out and get Elijah Moore right now. He's operating as the number one in the offense, as you guys can see on the screen, and he gets his quarterback this week. Remember, I talked about it in the trade targets video two weeks ago, but Elijah Moore practiced as the number one receiver throughout all of training camp, all the preseason, with Zach Wilson as the quarterback. With Joe Flacco as the quarterback, Garrett Wilson was working with the second team, which makes sense why those guys had so much chemistry, and Elijah Moore has been suffering from uh, you know the current situation that they've been dealing with. So, Moving on to the Seahawks at Lions in this game. Amon Ross St. Brown, as long as he's healthy, you're starting him. And then flex DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. St. Brown was actually asked straight up if he would play on Sunday through his injury. And his response basically was, I don't know. I'm not sure. But man, oh man, if he can play. His primary matchup, Kobe Bryant with a C, has allowed 3.0 yards per route run to opposing slot receivers for uh, against the Seahawks this year. 78% catch percentage as well. So basically, 3.0 yards per route run is basically how good Cooper Cup was last year. So he's turning every slot receiver that he's played against into Cooper Cup. So Amon Ra could absolutely feast this week. Hopefully he's on the field. Hopefully he's 100% healthy. DK Metcalf is probably going to get the Jeff Akuda treatment, who basically shut out Justin Jefferson last week. I don't think it's necessarily going to be, you know, avoid every wide receiver going up against Jeff Akuda until I kind of see it for a long-term uh, period. But it could be a big game for Tyler Lockett opposite DK Metcalf against Amani Oruwarie. So if you're interested in, you know, playing a DFS option, I think Tyler Lockett is definitely a great guy to go after this week. Uh, Titans at Colts. In this game, you're going to be starting Michael Pittman Jr. and low-end flexing Traylon Burks. So Traylon Burks is barely inside my wide receiver 40 range. I have him as my wide receiver 40 right now. He's right at that cutoff, and I talked about him on uh, Wednesday as a guy I'm buying low right now because we saw what we needed to see out of Traylon Burks. The route participation, it's up to the wide receiver one on the team right now. And even though he didn't have a great week last week, he still leads the team in targets per route run. He still leads the team in target share right now, despite being a part-time player in weeks one and two. So Traylon Burks, now that he's running most of the routes, I'm 100% on board with using Traylon Burks as you know a wide receiver three flex option because I do think that's what his usage is dictating right now. And the Titans looked better last week also than they did in weeks past. And hopefully that can continue for Traylon Burks' sake. So uh, moving on to the 4 p.m. games where we have the Cardinals at Panthers. In this game, you're going to be starting Hollywood Brown, who come, uh, is coming off of a huge target game this past week. And you're going to be flexing DJ Moore. I know it's been awful for DJ Moore. I actually just traded him last week uh, to one of my league mates. I traded away DJ Moore and Jahan Dotson uh, for Alexander Madison and Chris Godwin. I'm, I'm liking that move so far. But with DJ Moore, I think we do have a pass defense that this Carolina Panthers offense can actually take advantage of. They have a tough schedule after this game. So if DJ Moore does have a solid outing this week, I would suggest that you sell him. But uh, bottom three in pass defense, DVOA, and PFF coverage rate are the Arizona Cardinals. So there's a good chance that DJ Moore can get back on track this week. Definitely something 
to keep in mind. Uh, I probably would put him in your lineup as like a top 30 wide receiver, although he doesn't seem like he deserves to be in your lineup right now. Uh, Marquise Brown, like I said, was great last week. Hopefully this is the game that he can get into the end zone. Um, before DeAndre Hopkins comes back, we definitely want uh, big time production out of Marquise Brown. Broncos at Raiders this week uh, start Devontae Adams, Jerry Judy, and Cortland Sutton. I know Jerry Judy has been disappointing so far, but he should be 100% back from the injury that he suffered in week two because he was still somewhat limited in terms of snap share last week. And also make sure that you guys are shopping around Cortland Sutton. He always does well when Jerry Judy is out of the lineup. And once Jerry Judy is back, which will be this week, we've seen Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, you know, flip-flop in terms of their target shares. When Jerry Judy's out, Cortland Sutton's like a 30% target share guy. But when Jerry Judy's in there, Jerry Judy usually out-targets him. So definitely make sure that you are shopping around Cortland Sutton. Maybe you go after like a Mike Evans or something like that. Uh, Buy low on Devontae Adams as well, because he's been kind of cheeks the past two weeks. And I know everybody's a little fed up with him, but he will get back on track. I have no concerns that Devontae Adams won't be, you know, 180 target receiver this year. So if anybody's worried about him, Definitely send out some offers. And then Patriots at Packers, which is the last of the four o'clock games. This four o'clock slate is just going to be not good. I I mean, you got Brian Hoyer, Baker Mayfield, the 0-3 Raiders, and the Fraud Broncos as like four of the six teams that we got to watch in this slate. Not good. Just pretty gross right now. But in this game, Patriots at Packers, sit all the wide receivers. I'm I'm not excited to start Romeo Dobbs. I think he's the one guy that I would start if I was going to start somebody, but I'm not excited to start him. He's my wide receiver, like 42 right now. He's in flex consideration, but Christian Watson was practicing this week. We don't know if he's going to be back or not. And if he is back, we don't know what the dynamic between the routes will be between him and Alan Lazard, uh, Romeo Dobbs and Randall Cobb and Romeo Dobbs. The only reason part of the only reason that he was on the field running routes last week is because Christian Watson was out of the lineup. So, We really don't know how it's going to operate rest of season. But for now, I would say uh, put Romeo Dobbs on the bench if Christian Watson is going to play in this game. Sunday Night Football, which is Chiefs at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, rematch of Super Bowl 55. In this game, you're going to be starting Mike Evans. You're going to be low-end flexing Julio Jones if he plays and low-end flexing Juju Smith-Schuster as well. Uh, This game has weather implications due to the hurricane. It might get moved to apparently Minnesota. If the Buccaneers stadium is not, you know, fit to play that game, they could definitely go to the Minnesota Vikings stadium. Uh, Evans should feast in this game, right? We don't expect Chris Godwin to be back quite yet. He is practicing in like a limited capacity, but I don't think he'll be back until week five, week six type of area. His primary matchup that Mike Evans is going up against uh, Rashad Fenton is allowing an 86% catch percentage. So I think Evans could have a monster game this week. Julio Jones should be active for this game if I had to guess, but if you can sell him based on name value, I would probably do it because a lot of these fantasy doctors are really concerned about this partially torn PCL that he's dealing with. He's an older receiver. He's been dealing with injuries and he already has one so far. So if he has a big game or, you know, you can just sell him before the game even happens because people are excited about Julio Jones. I would definitely do that if you can. Uh, And I'm going to sound like a broken record with Juju Smith-Schuster probably from now until the rest of the season because he has the same outlook every single week, right? The peripherals are good. The Chiefs are usually expected to score points. He's the number one receiver in terms of routes and targets, but he just stinks. He's just not that good of a receiver. He can still be solid on a week-by-week basis, but if he ever has you know, a two-touchdown game or a game where he has a ton of targets, I would probably look to sell Juju Smith-Schuster based on name value, based on the fact that he plays for Kansas City. So definitely something to keep in mind there. We'll have to monitor that game going forward because, like I said, there is major concerns with regards to the hurricane that is going through Florida right now. Uh, Moving on to Monday Night Football, which is Rams at 49ers. In this game, you're going to be starting Cooper Cup, obviously. You can start Debo Samuel with confidence, flex Brandon Ayuk as well, and sit Allen Robinson. Now, Allen Robinson has been unbelievably mid so far this year. He has not been very good. 
uh, this guy might just be washed, honestly. 12% target share, wide receiver 75 in points per game right now. It's bad. I'd move this guy if you guys can. If you can move him for Elijah Moore or Traylon Burks or maybe uh, Allen Robinson plus a piece gets you to Jerry Judy or something like that, definitely do it because Allen Robinson has not been good so far. Maybe you can you know, get somebody to buy into the fact that they might be thinking they're buying low on Allen Robinson because he's had a couple down weeks and then he plays for the Rams or whatever. But I think it's more likely that Cooper Cup just continues to dominate this target share and Allen Robinson is left over with scraps because uh, he's just not looking like the same Allen Robinson from a couple of years ago. On the 49ers side of things, Debo Samuel has also been kind of mid himself. So far, he's like the wide receiver 36 in points per game right now. His efficiency has come crashing down to earth from what we saw last year. Last year, he was like bar none, the most efficient receiver and runner in the entire league. And I think better days are ahead for Debo Samuel, but this was always the risk with him, right? When you bet on super efficient options like Debo Samuel, this is always something that can happen where um, he gets the same volume he was getting before just isn't quite, you know, breaking those big plays like he was last year. So definitely something to keep in mind with Debo. Like I said, Brandon Ayuk is also a solid flex option in this game. I'm probably going to sit Allen Robinson uh, until, you know, further notice so far, but uh, that is the end of the video. If you guys made it to the end, like I said, leave a like. It takes two seconds, and we really appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel as well. About 75% of you guys that watch these videos are not subscribed yet. Really doesn't cost you anything. I really appreciate if you go ahead and do that. And leave a comment down below. Uh, start, set questions, whatever. We will get to them. If you guys want access to our start, set rankings, you don't want to, have to you know wait for us to answer comments or whatever the case is, our start, set rankings are available either via Patreon, which is linked in the pinned comment and in the description down below, or with a underdog sign up free uh, as a bonus. So if you guys sign up on underdog fantasy using the promo code FSE, you'll get a hundred percent back of whatever you put in. You can do a bunch of best ball resurrection tournaments, or you can, you know, play some pickums or whatever the case is, do some battle Royale drafts. You put in 20 bucks, you get in $40 on the site by using promo code FSE. And you'll also get our start set rankings free for the rest of the season, as well as our dynasty rankings manifesto free for the rest of the season, which we are doing a major update of right now. That update will be live about Saturday or so. Uh, so stay tuned for all that stuff. But with that being said, peace out, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Why you need the money?